This episode contains talk of sexual assault, so if that is not your jam, skip on ahead. Hey, this is Sean. And I'm Liv. And welcome back to Case Close? Question mark. everybody hi we are sean and Liv, as we said before case closed here we go yep um welcome our germany and denmark yeah listeners. Like, that's new anytime there's like another country that's on the other side of the world i'm always like super excited like how does that make sense how does we're famous right babe. Like how does that, <laughs> what I'm even anybody more, listening to this is like you are not famous right. to fix your audio. <laughs> right, yeah, like your audio is trash. Like fix it. We promise we will eventually once we actually have some money to do we'll, some we'll updates. Broke. We'll um, we'll do that. But uh, we first of all want to we want to thank you guys because we yeah. are um, as of taping right now the podcast is at give me one second uh, two hundred and twenty eight plays. Um, we are honestly like coming into this, like I had great expectations about this and I was excited, but I didn't expect that like within the first four episodes we would break 200 plus listens. So, so our goal is by episode 10 to get us to 500 and then I promise we'll quit talking about it probably. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, for sure. But, and then we'll talk about it when we hit a thousand. Yeah. Um, but we just honestly, we talk about it because from the bottom of our heart, like we, we want to thank you guys because you know, other than the fact that we love doing this, you guys are the reason why we continue to do right. this. Because you know, if we just got like three listeners and nobody was listening, we'd it's be like, eh. you know, yeah, like it's my parents. <laughs> we would still and, do it because this is our date night, right? Much. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like this is what we do. Um, Which I think that's really that says something about us as people that we choose to spend our nights talking like, about gruesome murders. Yes. I mean, I think that that though is the is a healthy relationship. Yeah. Because if you're, like, just sitting around... I remember on our first day, I was scared to tell you that how much I love true crime. Yes. And I should have told you. But, oh, it, I mean, it, I think first day, I probably would have scared you off. Yeah, but then but then we talked about it, like... Well, we talked about, like, conspiracy we theories did, on the first day. But I didn't tell you how obsessed right. I was with this stuff. I think it was by the next date oh, yeah. that we <laughs> talked about it, which was the next day. Um, so, and then, what, two days after that we were engaged? Yes. Hey guys, as we go through this podcast, you'll find out our entire story. Gotta yes. listen to all of it, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, and we got, uh, like a higher, um, group of, uh, Great Britain, UK yeah. listeners, which I'm excited about. Now That's it's, pretty cool. Like, the U.S. has dropped into, the, like, the 70s. I know. In Come terms on, of, US. like, listener percentage. So it's, no, it's I think crazy. that's so cool. It's awesome. I mean, we're, we're excited for that. Um, but today, we want to give you guys a little, um, heads up. So I know that last episode we said, uh, we were going to do a one-parter for the case that we were talking about today, which is the case of... Faith Hedgepath. And that's still true. Yes. Kind of. Kind of. We will go over kind of like the overall everything that went down kind of about the case today on this episode. Um, But instead of telling you our theories like we normally do, we're going to hold 
and do a little mini series yeah. based off of this. And it'll be a while. Um, we just really want to do a, a big deep dive into this case because it's really it hits close to home. Right. And this is something that I think needs to be talked about. And this one's a hundred percent unsolved. Like yes. there's no like no leads. No leads at all. I mean, even though we won't get into the the detailed things that are in terms of like right, leads in any sort of way. I don't want to kind of ruin what right. we are finding um, because I, we're, we aren't PIs, so we're right. not lawyers, we're not detectives, but you know, but, if we are onto something, I don't want to lose it right. based off of just wanting to tell you guys. We're excited, so we will, but I mean, just not yet. And if you saw our picture on Instagram, if you're following us on Instagram, yeah. Um, you know, we were doing printing the other day, printing out the yeah. uh, the case files, and it's a pages. 118 pages worth of like at least what we have right now of the case file. We've um, requested more. We've requested more uh, from the Chapel Hill uh, Police Department, right. so uh, we are hoping to get a response about that. Um, and we just kind of noticed that while we're going through it, there's a lot of empty. There's a lot of empty holes in in, in, right. the, in the case files that we want to go into a deeper dive in searching in other places, not just through those case files, but through other reports, like news reports, yeah. things like that. Other Well, and I think it's really, and we'll get into this at the end too, but I didn't know anything about this case. So right. reading the police report alone yeah. is so different than the research that you've done. Right. So, and I think that's a very important thing to note in this is that... Based off the police files, you know, it's just so different. Yeah. So. Oh, no. And there was, like, times where we are talking, you know, last night we were doing research, and there was things I was saying, and she would be like, that's, that's, that's not, not in that's there. Not in like, and I'm like, and but. And we'll, we'll point them out. Right. And we'll say, we'll say some of them for sure. So. For sure. But, the, the, but like we said, the plan was we decided last night. Um, as sort of a branch off from these episodes, we want to do a mini-series kind of focusing right. on this case. And maybe we'll make that our Friday episodes and yeah. following. We don't know. We'll keep you guys right. updated. Like maybe, maybe we'll make these, like, Monday episodes uh, be more of, like, a like a smaller case yeah. or, like, quick cases or, you know. Even two-parters. If, or two-parters where they would just only premiere on Monday. But let and, us know what you guys think. Yeah. Would you like a separate, not necessarily a whole other podcast, but... How would you like us to do it? Right. Because we need your feedback. <laughs> yeah, right. Would you rather us do it as a whole season separate from this stuff, like episode or, by episode yeah. basis, things like that? Or would you like us to do it every other episode, things like that? Um, if you To give us that answer, we have an email. Uh, it's podcast.case.closed at gmail.com. Yes. Um, send us emails that um, there and, you know, let us know. Message us on Instagram. I, yeah. You know, I, we have a Facebook message on Facebook. Yeah. Um, look us up on either way. Podcast case closed is what we are on Instagram. So yeah. check us out there. And if you have any like suggestions on cases or right. things that you're liking, things you're not liking, uh, if you would like more Flynn Huffs in the, <laughs> um, in the case. We're trying to limit his um, sounds. <laughs> yeah. We currently have a makeshift set up in here. Um, because he a, can't be away from us. Right, yeah. If we close the door, you would start hearing scratching in the background. <laughs> and, and it would His entire body weight against the door. Right, exactly. So it's just easier to have him in here, even if he 
you know, would rather just sit here and lick the entire time. <laughs> um, but that's all for just kind of, you know, getting, you know, getting things set up. So without further ado, we'll get into the case that yeah. is in front of us today. Um, okay. So we're taking it back to September 7th, 2012, not that long ago. No. Um, surprisingly. Uh, you know, we I was informed before this that uh, September 7th, 2012, my lovely wife was uh, beginning high school. Yes. Um, while I was two years removed from high school. <laughs> so that's, um, that's always fun to hear. Um, I love making him uncomfortable. Yeah. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Yeah. I mean, like, our, our age difference is not as much if you really look at it, but at the same well, time it, it is. Yeah, it's not. It's I, so I love reminding him that I was 13 when he was legal. Yeah. Yes. And I had braces and glasses. I was We're so gonna, attractive, guys. That's a great thing to have in this podcast. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So we are September 7, 2012. Um we are in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, just about two hours up the road or so from us. So it's uh, it's not that far from where we are uh, right now. So um, it, it it's home, and it's a case that I started kind of studying last year. Mm-hmm. You know, and I downloaded the police files and started going through them, and it, it's it's a tough case to read about because yeah. it very you know. It's about a girl who had a lot in front of her and was in school and just, she was killed for pretty much as far as we can see in the reports for no reason at all. Right. So her name was uh, Faith Danielle Hedgepath. Um, She was a uh, a sophomore or junior, one of the, either a sophomore or junior at uh, UNC Chapel Hill. So Faith Hedgepath was very much a go-getter. She, UNC Chapel Hill is very hard to get into. Yeah. And that shows how hard she had to work. I mean, growing up in North Carolina, Duke Chapel Hill game, you know. Yeah. It's a big thing, but either school was so prestigious that, you know, that took a lot of effort from her. She, I mean, she was beautiful and but she was a college kid. She she liked to drink and party and do things. Nothing abnormal about it, though. She didn't, from what I can see, didn't have a drinking problem. Right. She didn't, you know, all things point to normal college kid, not yeah. somebody yeah. with an issue. But and I, I saw in a couple news reports that that kind of came up. But I, I feel like that almost turns into victim shaming in a yeah. way. And, you know, I, I try to be careful like, when we're talking about Phoebe and Bailey, like, it's not their fault what happened to them. Um, circumstances didn't make it easy to investigate. So, um, Faith has a roommate named Karina. Karina. Karina is is an interesting uh, person. So, she doesn't actually go to UNC Chapel Hill. Right. Um, I, I never recalled anywhere in any of the reports that we read where she actually went to school. But there's a lot of colleges in that didn't Chapel Hill. did we read somewhere she went to a smaller school? Yeah, it, it was a smaller school in the area. There's so many colleges in that Chapel Hill, the Triangle yeah. area, you know, where you don't realize everybody and it gets lived off campus. Right. So it wasn't it wasn't like they were in a dorm room and this right. happened. It was so yeah. So they lived in an apartment where at the time it was uh, Karina's apartment. Right. Um, and Karina 
was letting Faith stay there until Faith kind of figured out her plan for where she was going to go. Um, I guess they had been roommates before, and she was just looking for a place of her own and crashing there for the time right. being, um, which that's one thing that kind of is a little, there's a lot of confusion about that right. in the situation. And even in our research together, we had some confusing moments where we're trying to figure out right. certain what things and you'll, and you'll understand that in a minute. So on the evening of September 6th, um, around like, you know, early evening, Karina and, Faith were studying at, uh, I believe it's the Davis Library. I think that's the name of it. Um, I'll have to look it up to be sure. But on, on the Chapel Hill campus, studying um, for school and all that. And then right after that, they attended uh, a sorority event for the uh, sorority that Faith was in. Um, off the once again, I'll have to look up and see which sorority it was for sure. But um, so she, they, they were there for you know a little while, and then after that. They uh, proceeded to a bar, or it was a nightclub, really. Um, this was on a Wednesday night, I believe, that they were there. Um, at this point, it's it's uh, getting later into the evening, and around uh, 1.30 in they the morning, leave they leave the uh, Thrill, Thrill is the name of the place. Um, it's a bar just right up the road. And uh, they leave around 1.30 a.m. from uh, Thrill, and they arrive back to the apartment at around 2.38 a.m. Now, there's no any record about what was going on between that hour. Nothing seems weird about that. They left. I forgot to mention that the reason why they initially left the club was Karina kind of started mentioning to Faith that she had her stomach was bugging her. She wasn't feeling too well. So she uh, wanted to leave. So they uh, left. The security footage has them leaving at 1.30 a.m. with it's a, like a group of people. Right. Um, and they get home at 2.38 uh, a.m. So this is September 7th, early in the morning at this point. And around 4.27 a.m., Karina decides that she's going to leave and go spend the night at a friend a friend's apartment. Right. Um, we won't name him just yet. Uh, no. Just, you know, we'll, down the line we will. But left to go to a friend's house to spend the night. Right. Um, when she left, she left the front door of the apartment unlocked. And when she left, she said that Faith was asleep in her room. This is at 4.27 a.m. So fast forward now to around 11 a.m. Uh, Karina had been trying to get a hold of Faith for about an hour or so, hadn't been able to get a hold of her, and decided to call another friend. And that friend came and picked her up, and at around 11 a.m., they arrived back at the apartment. Now, like we said, the door was unlocked, so it wasn't weird that when they entered in, everything was, you know, the, the door was unlocked and all that. And when they arrived, now this is where it gets a little confusing because there's always been some confusion about where she was found in terms of yeah. room-wise. But Karina was found on the bed with her shirt pulled over her head, and she was she was dead, mm -hmm. blood everywhere. Um, 
calls 911, and that's kind of where the story starts, really. Starts and ends. Yeah. And at this point, because we want to do a deeper dive, I will go into the text messages because we have that. That's public record. I do want to say, though, and I'll go ahead and say it now, and I will say it again later. You found where you said it was Karina's room. Mm -hmm. That is not in the police reports. All they say it is her room. And I don't know. I mean, I think as we go into it farther, we'll have to get a more definitive answer. But just so you know, police reports say nothing about it. So that doesn't mean that we'll get into that in our other episodes too. It's like, there's a lot of stuff that we're going to say that kind of conflicts with police reports or media, because I feel like it's very one or the other. So if you've heard about this case and you think we're dead wrong, message us and we'll talk about it. Um, I, I just think that there's a lot of information that was misconstrued, not only in the media, but because they redacted so much from the police reports and they haven't necessarily released everything. Right. It's so confusing. Yeah. It's so, it's definitely a lot of, there's a lot of statements in the police yes. reports that, you know, we've read. Um, and we can, you can put pieces together. We're not the only ones. You know, there's right. lots of Reddit threads. There are other podcasts have covered this case. Right. People have their theories and they kind of know who's talking about who, but... You know, I, I, I'm afraid to kind of go, in, like, say that right now because right. it is so different. Yeah. It, the reason why, you know, we, we, we tell you to just bear with us because it's, there's just so many different aspects or so many different um, stories that come out of this and so many different right ways that it's told uh you know like the the main point about the bedroom i told her that i kept seeing in my research of things you know that it wasn't actually faith's room that she was found in that she right. was found and in that Karina's changes the room. whole thing I and mean, then there's talk about whether or not it's a one bedroom right. apartment or if there's two or whatnot right so this like like we said we'll get more into detail about yeah all the later. stuff that we've read in the police reports yeah. and things because that's important I mean, right. people don't realize that little details like that change the whole trajectory oh, yeah. of the I mean, case. But I, I mean, I think it was I think it was important to mention because you know it, this will come up a lot, and right. if anybody's heard of this case, I'm sure there are things yeah. we're gonna say that are not going right. to sit well with some people, and that's fine. But let's yeah. talk about it. I, but I just wanted to point out that you know right. we do see that it is different police report to media versus truth and reality. Right. You know. So, and also, like, not to make it sound like the two of us have no idea what either, each other's talking about, because right. there's going to be moments where, like, you're going to I'm going to start like, talking about something, but just know that we've talked about right, it. Right, yeah. Like, there's going to be moments where, like, I'm going to say something, and she'll be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Because I did some extra, I've done, you know, extra research right. on it and read more about it. She's only gone off the police reports. Yes. Because... And I, I did that on purpose yeah. in this case, because... You know, with the other cases like Adon and Phoebe, there was a lot of information to yeah. use. And with Faith's being the way that it is, I felt like it was only kind of fair to go off the police report from my end because, you know, otherwise we're not really going to get a fresh look at this. Right. So so um, Liv is going to go into now um, yes. kind of some of the, the details of, of things that happened between the time of them getting back to the apartment and when Karina leaves. Right. So... Faith and Karina's phone records were subpoenaed. Okay, so at 3.43, Faith texts who we're going to call B 
a come over text. She says, Karina needs you. Um, she needs more attention. Ha ha. Why don't you come on over? Yeah. At 3.44, Karina called B for 33 seconds. At 3.52 a.m., Karina called B again for 38 seconds. 3.55 a.m., Karina called again for 37 seconds. 4.14 a.m., Karina called for 36 seconds. At 4.16 a.m., Faith texted B, who is this? At 4.30 is when Karina left the apartment. And what sticks out to me of all of that is the who's this text. Yeah. And we didn't mention this yet about the other call, the butt dial um, the yeah. voicemail that was left by the two females and the male, or the female yeah, that was, yeah, that was that was caught in what in terms of timestamps. We'll get more into that. Yes, when they were at the club, right? But it's it is an interesting note that right. that does sound a little volatile. Um, yeah. Something was going on. There was so definitely an argument. This, if you know this case, is a very infamous like kind of point in the case. You can look it up. I mean, we'll probably play it in the next time that we come yeah. around to this. I just. Those calls are interesting because 30 seconds will give you enough time to kind of be like, hey, where are you? Are you on your way? Okay, bye. It's not really a conversation. 30 seconds is longer than what you think right. for sure. We talked about that in the Adnan case. But 30 seconds over and over and over and over again. I And college girls who live together, was it Karina or Faith that called on the phone? Or are they both right. sitting there going, come over, like, ha-ha. Um, who were calling B had spent the night over there that he, 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 yeah, they, there's conflicting reports of whether or not he had spent the night the night before or or, the or, before. or a couple days before. And honestly, before. I don't think it matters that much because he wasn't there at the time that right. this happened. So, you know, he's... It's he's not been, suspicious that he was there He's been cleared the yeah. and, you know, I, the, but, you know, the, it is important to note that they were trying to get him back over there. Yes. And they both were for some reason, which he didn't. Come right. Over. right, yeah. Well, well, like I said, the person that picked up Karina, we won't name the person at this time. Right. But it was a different person that came over and picked up Karina than it was uh, than than B. Right. So, um, but yeah, the the who, the who is this text um, from B is very interesting for me right. too because like a lot of people in terms of like you know on my end from things that I've looked at, everybody kind of people think it's interesting because B knows Faith. Right. So it's kind of weird that B wouldn't have Faith's number in his phone. Right. So a lot of people are just kind of like, Well, because oh, your first text to a random number is not, come back over because Karina needs you. And if right. he had spent the night at the house with them or apartment right. with them, he had her number. Or and it's 2012. It's not like it's like, it's not like it's like yeah. when early two thousand, like when phones were new, where people like didn't know how to work them. Right. Like if you talk right. to somebody on the phone, you probably got their name or their right. number, and we're like, okay, this is Faith. Right. So the the who is this? I think in my head would be more of a who is this in terms of I think he's trying to probe who who is this talking right now. No, she sent that message. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure yeah. that message was sent from Faith. Nope, it was B. sent from Faith's phone. So that's where I'm going with that. Faith had his number. She knew who that was. Uh-huh. So when we're talking about timelines, the who's this message is odd to me. And 
Because it, to me, that doesn't sound like she messaged him. Unless she was drunk and she was like, wait, who am I talking to again? Or whatever. But that's, that seems weird because there's no other follow-up text. He didn't see it until the next morning. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. him. And so, and with Karina calling back and forth, that was just That's odd. right. So. I forgot about that. Yeah, that, that it was, he didn't actually see anything until the next morning. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So now let's, this is going to be very graphic. So for those who want to skip ahead probably a minute or so, let's go ahead and give that warning. Yeah, and we'll talk sure, about how she sure, was, yeah. a little bit more about how she was found. Yeah. So um, when Karina comes in, she's found on the bed. Uh, like we said, we don't know for sure which bed or where. Um, she was found on the bed. She had suffered blunt force trauma to the head. There was a lot of blood. Right. I mean, there well, was... One police report says head and face. Yeah, head and face. Um, she had... Uh, she was naked from the, the waist down. Yes. And her shirt had been pulled over her head. Right. Um, she was kind of partially hanging off the bed, right. too. So, face um, up. Face, face up, yeah. And what was noticed was on the floor next to the bed um, was... No, on the bed. On the bed, that's right. On the bed was a bloody tampon. Yes, and also next to that was the note. The note. So, this note here is kind of one of the biggest, like, question marks of, of everything. So... Right. Written on this, this is so basically it's a bag from like a fast food place that's actually, we I found out through some more research, is a place that is like a 24-hour fast food place right near the thrill. Right. Um, I think it's called Time Out is the name yeah. of it. And they, you know, serve that, serve drunk food all night. And so on the bag is written in this order, I'm not stupid, bitch. Jealous. Right. Uh, that's what order it is on the bag if you're looking from it top down. Yes. Um, I don't think that was written in that order. Right. If you, we'll post the picture on our Instagram. Bitch is a lot darker. Yeah. So I think bitch was written first and then right. the other two. Um, and it was found next to her on the bed. So it ha I mean, it didn't have to be, but I think it was written towards her. I mean, who else was? Yeah. That I, was very intentionally left. Right. In that scenario, they did, and I'll go ahead and say this too, is like they did rule her um, cause of death as bleeding out with blood force part yes, of the head, yeah. and her murder weapon was the empty rum bottle. Yeah, there was a uh, Bacardi rum bottle that was yeah. on the floor, um, which um, an interesting point, and this is something we'll get into um, later on, is it the bottle wasn't broken. It was, yes. it was a completely intact bottle. Which... I guess I'm thinking about it, you know, we don't drink that much, so right. I, I don't have anything to really compare it to, yeah. but I, you know, I guess the, depending on how you hit it, if you hit it around the rim on the bottom, it wouldn't yeah. necessarily break, right. so I guess it doesn't shock me necessarily, because uh, I guess in movies you see you hit them on right. the head and it shatters, right. and that would make more sense if you hit it in the middle of the bottle, yeah. but hitting it on the, like, the bottom of the rim where it's thicker wouldn't necessarily right. break it. Well, and well, like I said, we'll get into it more, because there's one interesting report I read about the possibility of when it comes to who was the one right. swinging in as well, whether that, you know, whether it comes to male or female right. in terms of power and things right. like that. So we'll get more into that in more detail um, when we get to that in other episodes. But um, the interesting um, point about the bag 
yeah. uh, and the note was that it was completely free of blood. Right. Um, so it was probably so it placed was there obviously after. written after the fact. It wasn't written. Well, it didn't be written after the fact, or at least it was written like away I mean, from the, the crime. Yeah, yeah, away from the crime. It makes the most sense to be after the fact, but in theory, it could have been brought with them. Um, but yeah. again, we don't have the autopsy report, so um, that what I'm interested to find out is what was in her stomach. What. Right. You know, what her blood alcohol level was, was she drugged, was there... Because those are things that haven't been brought into this case. Um, they, they were sealed for yeah. a very, very long time. And, you know, that's not uncommon for some of these cases because they hold information that only the killer knows. But it makes it very frustrating when it comes to trying to figure out who did it. Not that we can... Not that we're the detectives in this case. I just... Reading the police file... It doesn't really tell you much, so it'd be, I'll be I'd be very interested to know if she ate that or not. So I do I do have um, uh, I, I I found this in another article that was written um, about the toxicology report. Okay. Um, so her blood alcohol level at the time of of, of autopsy mm -hmm. was 0. .02. So she had very little alcohol. Yeah, but this was. So that, we know that this is that alcohol levels can be wrong too, and right. if her blood. I mean, she, she and this was at the time of autopsy, so right. like hours and hours have gone by. Right. Um, we do. Uh, we don't know for sure whether or not she was drinking, but we could probably assume at the right. at the club. You know, she's right. Probably and she, but she drinking. may not have at all. I mean, but, that, that's yeah. a very low amount. Oh, for have. sure. Yeah. Uh, but but it was interesting. I I found that this was in an article uh, right. written after the um, autopsy reports had been unsealed. So, but yeah, I mean. The note is just. We're gonna keep going back to that note because yes. I would, I would love to have a handwriting specialist look yeah. at that note. And, and that's another thing. Like a lot of theories people had were like, why didn't they have somebody, you know, right? Compare samples, and yeah. I'm, we'll talk about that more. But like, yeah, handwriting samples, right. for something like that would be would be would would tell a lot. I mean, yeah. But, but, yeah, when it comes to how it was written, like you said earlier, it definitely does look like when you look at the paper, like we said, we'll post it with the uh, with the episode, it does look like bitch was written first. Right. Because um, of, like, how, like, how, like, good the, the ink shows And I would up. like to go ahead and point out, too, that they misprinted it at one point. In one of the earlier reports, it says um, that they wrote, something different about what that note said, which I thought was interesting because that's a note. Yeah. You know, um, I, I just found that very interesting that they didn't keep that consistent. Um, but it was only one, one, one file and it was right. one of the earlier ones. It just, for something inconsistencies like that, especially something that's so concrete, it's a, right. it's worked. It's a, you take a it's picture It's literally right it. there. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to, right. you don't have to guess like how could they get that wrong? Yeah, I think it's a your bitch, but yeah, um, I'll I'll look for it while while you continue to talk. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about an interesting, you know, character in this whole situation. Um, so Karina um, had an on again, off again relationship with a man. We'll just go by his first name, um, Eric. Um, Eric is um, not a great guy. No, um, at all. At the time of Fate's homicide, 
there was a restraining order against Eric. Yes, and that um, will come up again in a minute. Yeah, so um, there had been some leading up, the months leading up to um, her death, uh, there was a lot of you know tumultuous moments in, in Karina and Eric's relationship um, to the point where Faith basically was like, hey, like, you need to, like, break up with this guy. You need to get out of there. Right. Um, and she, she listened. She broke up with Eric. Right. Um, but there was a lot of, I, you know, there was, there was a lot of, I, 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 I don't know how to say it without making it sound suspicious, but there was a lot of, um, contention between Karina oh, and well, Faith yeah. about and the whole situation. Oh, yeah, and that's not even making it, making it suspicious. It's just yeah. one of those things that, you know, she, my personal experiences with domestic abuse, like, you don't just leave easily. And in those circumstances, like, her victim, she's a victim. She's a victim of domestic abuse. Her brain is telling her, well, if I just do this, or it's your fault, or he wouldn't do this to me if you, were, if you would just chill out. Right. You know, I can't a hundred percent blame Karina for it because yeah. I I understand that mentality of like it's everybody else's fault and it can't be mine and it can't be his because he's really not that bad yeah. because the highs are really high and the lows are really low. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's definitely that definitely does play a key role in it, of right. course. Um, but it it, it doesn't. You, you got to kind of look at it also in the grand scheme of things. Karina was upset with right. with Faith about her basically telling her you need to leave. Um, but who else, who wouldn't be upset too at the same time? You're in a relationship that, you know, you've been in for a good amount of time and, you know, you're hoping that it can change, but it just doesn't. So after the breakup, right. there was a lot of things said from Eric's part that basically... Right. You know, he threatened Faith's life. Yes. On multiple occasions, as far as I've been told, as right. far That's as I remember. That's public knowledge. That's public knowledge. You know, he was not, he was not happy with the fact that she was the one telling, telling her what to do. He right. felt that she should basically kind of stay out of it and let them figure it out. Right. So Eric told Karina, told Faith that, you know, if she kept, you know, yeah, in July, she, he told Faith, I'll kill you if she'll get back together. Yeah, if she doesn't get back together with me, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. So um, uh, that's, I think, when the restraining order kind of went in, you know, kind of became the big thing. And an interesting thing about the restraining order was about at the time of Faith's homicide, where Eric was residing. Right. Eric lived in the same apartment complex right. as Faith and Karina right. at the time of Faith's death. Which... And I'm going to get into the restraining order really quickly, if that's okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Um, the reason behind the restraining order came from a call um, made earlier in the summer about... He kicked down, or... I'm going to say kicked down, but take that with a grain of salt... Two doors were taken off the hinges by being kicked off. I don't know that it actually fell down. I feel like that's mm -hmm. a very whatever. But two doors were kicked in. And 
she had reported multiple times bruises and different assaults happening. So based off the incident where he was, you know, in the apartment breaking down doors, that's what caused the okay. restraining order. Yeah. So know that it has been violent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is not a man that just said things. He did things. Right. He was very aggressive. Yes. So I think anybody that's listening right now could obviously say right. that without question, there would be some some kind of thoughts being Let's go ahead and mention what happened the day of. So the, the day of remind you you, you kind of had that better yes. than me because you were so reading here's the what police happened. report. Yeah. So based off the police reports. Now his name is redacted. So but you can put it together yeah. based off of it being the exploitation with the restraining order. That's public knowledge. You can look up right. restraining orders. That's And and a lot of these files that we have could have been files that were that were put on the internet before before some, before of, the were some of the stuff were unsealed. Because he, what you found is very different than what I found. You were able to figure out who the names of most of the redacted were Be, after the fact. Because and, on the 14th of September, we didn't say this earlier, on the 14th of September, a lot of the files were sealed. Basically, most of the stuff was sealed. Right. All the reports, autopsy report, everything, you know, police reports were sealed from the public. Yes. Well, and they had done that... You know, they really, really, really pushed to keep a lot of this sealed. And honestly, December, I mean, every every 90 days, every every time it looked like it was going to be let up, they, they put in another yeah. report. They were going to, and that's a lot of what the police report is. I mean, it's a lot of pages for people who are like, that's a, you know, I don't want to yeah. read this. A lot of it's very monotonous. It's right. here's here's the request to keep it sealed. Here's, here's the approval. So right. it really isn't that bad, but... They did seal the autopsy. They sealed the 911 call. They sealed the police reports. And they sealed um, any police chatter. Again, not uncommon, um, especially in the beginning of these cases. But the police chatter is what kind of I'm, I'm very curious about because they said it was over a couple different radios. And yeah. um, they release, what they did release at the time was only because media already knew. Right. Um, and that had to do with people already talking. I mean, you're you're talking about college kids, too. So, like, you know, somebody knew something, they're going to talk to the media, and that was right. my friend and whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just they, they did their very best to keep this sealed as long as possible. And it was two years later before they really released any of this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, the day of... And, you know, in the following two months, we'll get into better detail about this over our next episodes, but there were different search warrants. Mm. I would like to mention, you know, there was a search warrant of her car. There was a search warrant of B's car. Karina's Facebook, Karina's laptop, Faith's laptop, Faith's Facebook, what we believe to be Eric's Facebook were all subpoenaed. They were all they were all search warrants um, issued. They were all taken into consideration. On September 10th, Eric changed his cover photo to "Dear Lord, forgive me for all my sins and the sins I may commit today. Protect me from the girls who don't deserve me and the ones who wish me dead today." Good Dad. Christian boy. <laughs> well, um, and I'd also like to mention, you know, the day before. Faith's murder, he was tweeting and texting, hey, forgive me for what I'm going to do. Forgive me for what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, which was abnormal, otherwise it wouldn't have been mentioned. And that is in the police report. It yeah. is redacted, so Eric, like, you it's, know. It's, it's, like, clearly probably Eric, but at the same time. If you read the police report, they mentioned 
him being the ex-boyfriend with the restraining order right. with Karina. So, so, it's, so it's easy to put those all together. Yeah. I don't know why they redacted it when they put so much of that information there, uh, which it, that that makes no sense to me because you should redact the whole right because restraining warrant. orders are public knowledge. You they can are. find out if somebody has a restraining order against another right. person. You can find that out. So it's right. easy to just. Why not keep his name in there and why right. redact it if it's somebody that you could find out about? Right. And I think we should briefly mention, too, that, that he wasn't the only suspect. You know, they did look at the B. Um, the day that Faith was found, Eric showed up at the crime scene not once, but twice. He showed up and police pretty much immediately escorted him down to the station for questioning. Mm-hmm. Um, he did he did agree to a DNA test, um, but then he did later push back. He ended up giving one, but said that he had probably been in contact with her. He had been in the apartment. He right. had, so, yeah, that makes it difficult. So after he was released from questioning, from the interview, he goes back to the apartment, goes right up to the crime scene tape. And they're yeah. like, uh... Excuse me, sir. You can't be here. Karina has a restraining order against you, and she needs in her apartment. Leave. So he left. Yeah. Um, but that to be so brazen <laughs> to like, walk like, up like, to the girl's apartment that you right. have her, even if you don't know faith, whatever. But you're walking up where there's police to the girl that has a restraining order against you. Right. Apartment. I don't understand. That's just dumb and a whole new. Also, level. it's just lends suspicion because a police officer's first thought is going to be why the. Why is this guy showing up, and why does he show up again? Right. Everybody knows 101 when it comes to, like, people who murder people. They are always They usually return to the scene of the crime. Yes. So So take with that what you want. Take that with a grain of salt. Put that in the back of your head. Yeah, and I'll mention this, too. Like I said, he's not the only suspect. Oh, no. Based off the police report... Um, they really kind of do a deeper dive into some guys that were seen at the club. And in particular, there's a group of four boys. Their names have all been redacted. So because I think it's funny and because they're frat boys, I'm going to call them Chad and Brad. And they named them really funny names probably throughout this, Um, especially Chad and Brad, because there's two that I'm going to talk about right now. I don't know their names, but if they're a frat boy, that's kind of what I'm going to call them. They were in law school, so I, you know, whatever, but... Yeah, one was, yeah, one was in law one was school. One was in law school, so... But they, they find out from the guy who works at the club, you know, it takes a whole week to kind of figure out who's who. People People's stories kind of change, especially within this group of guys. And in this group of guys, um, they pretty much all agree that they end up at somebody's apartment three... Uh, or two out of the four boys didn't even know who the other one was. It was somebody else's friend um, that showed up. And then they really didn't agree on how they got to the to the club. But that doesn't really matter. They were at the club with her. She was alive at this point. Mm-hmm. And they interview all of them. And one in particular, the detective noted that when asked about Faith, he looked ashamed. Yeah. That, that, that always stood out. You yeah. know, in all the research that I've done, there's always been, there's been a little confusion of who they said it, right. of who it redacted. was. Right, and like whether it was, as we're calling them, Chad or Brad. Yeah. You know, what, whichever one was the one that looked ashamed. It, it, there's a lot of confusion Let's in a lot Chad. of. Chad. Yeah, well, we'll go with Chad. So. Wait, maybe Chad's a bad name. I don't know. There is a Chad in the story, but he's very insignificant, so. Yeah, but so we'll, Chad yeah. point. Chad 2.0. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, just, I can't think of a better name for yeah. Kyle. 
Um, yeah, so he, he <laughs> looks, it, the police note that he, right. he looks ashamed. Yeah, it's a shame he didn't really talk about it. He didn't want to give a DNA sample. He called his dad because they met and uh, they sat in the cop car. Yeah. And they talked, and when asked about him, he was like, well, I met her a couple weeks ago, and, um, you know, I saw her, we kind of talked a little bit, you know, I think they left, and we went to Wendy's, and then we went home, and, you know, their story's been corroborated as far as that part goes. Um, but again, FaceTime of death is not for sure, um, so just because he had an alibi till 3 a.m. doesn't really mean a whole lot. Right. Just keeping that yeah. in the general scheme of things. Um, and there was a bodyguard, or not bodyguard, I'm sorry, a bouncer at the club whose cell phone pinged near yeah. the apartment. And we'll get into that at a later date because we've already talked about cell phone and how cell phone towers can be misconstrued. And, right. you know, it's really, really hard to go off of that. But it's just one thing to mention that they are – Doing their research, they are trying to talk to other people, and is even though it's very compelling that it's Karina's ex boyfriend, keeping in mind that there could be other people, and there yeah. could be this could be a crime of passion of, um, you know, she was talking to him and something happened at the club and right. it upset a guy and he followed her home and right. you know you don't know we we don't know so yeah. and you know it's it's obviously we don't know for sure who was all in the apartment right. that night from the, right from, you know, the, what's it called? The interview with Karina. Right. She claims it's just it was she. just her and faith. Um, there was an interesting little tidbit that I was reading about that is not in the police report. I don't believe, um, correct me if I'm wrong, of a neighbor downstairs who was watching TV right. at around three o'clock, three thirty in the morning. He was up watching TV um, and heard what sounded like three, like, thumping noises right. coming from above in Faith and Karina's... That is not in the... And the sound way. of basically what would basically sound like a sandbag hitting the floor. Right. So, if you can use your imagination... What does it sound like? But she wasn't found on the floor. And that's the thing, too, is like... Right. You know, could they have gotten an altercation? Could they move... There... It's never mentioned in the police report, and I'm right. going to say that every time, because... It makes me so angry that some of these details weren't added. If they were report, which we know media will report things that aren't necessarily true. People will come out after the fact to get their two, you know, two minutes of fame. But stuff like that needs to be mentioned. That hey, so and so mentioned it or whatever. And there was there was some like from the little bit of stuff that I've read in articles that have put little bits of information about the autopsy. Right. There were defensive wounds on her hands. From right. what they can say, like there were bruises and cuts on her hands, yeah. which looked like she might have. And this is where we're going to kind of mention sexual assault real quick, too. So, again, skip ahead about a minute if you don't want to hear this. You know, the whole thing with the bloody tampon being next to her on the bed, you know, and they said that she either had sex that night or she was sexually assaulted. That's not clear. And it's right. not. It, it's super vague. Yeah, we like, don't know. There's, there's, it, it's very unclear. So, hopefully, when we get. Hopefully, if we get a copy of the autopsy report, like we said, we put in a records request from Chapel Hill. I just, you know, not that women don't have sex on their period. That does happen. Right. But they don't put their blade tampon next to them on the bed. Right. And if if she wasn't drunk and she had little alcohol in her system, I can't imagine that being what she does. Yeah. So... 
I lean more towards she was probably sexually assaulted. But, again, I don't know, and I really hope that that's not the case. So. But, yeah, who knows um, with that. But So I think um, at this point, this is probably a good stopping point for us. Um, we've kind of given you... As a, much as we can. As much as we can without giving away too much and without giving away any of our theories on that. Right. Um, there, everything that we've told you today is stuff that's just out there as public opinion. If you Google her name, this is the yeah, things that this pop is up. the stuff. Like there are countless Reddit posts that I've been reading that have. You gotta be careful with Reddit. Right. Exactly. It, those those are theories. Those are theories, one hundred percent. But some of them are theories based off of what people have read. Right. In in stuff, so like they're based off of fact. But there are theories nonetheless. Right. And I understand why even the released police reports aren't completely full and why they're right. so redacted. I, I understand. So before you come at me about not knowing, like, why, I mean, I understand. I just am frustrated that so little information was in the police report. Right. Even if they redacted it, I'd be okay with it because I could see you or where it's all been redacted. But what... They do have is nothing. All we think that they have in police reports are how they found her and right. what Karina said and some Facebook posts. Right. And that is not enough to have any type of case whatsoever. It, mm-hmm. From what they've released, and I'm sure they have more. I'm just, you know, I'm frustrated with this because I feel like this is not enough. For sure. And that's why for us, that's what led us to kind of feel like it would only be... Right. Right for us to continue a deeper dive into this and do something more for it because we feel like it wouldn't do her justice. And, you know. If we just lost over this case with our theories, like. Right. Yeah. I mean, this this is a case and it's an active one that, you know, they haven't solved. And like we've said before, if we can do our part and maybe in some sort of micro way lead to some sort of you know, solution in cases, then we owe it to, you know, everybody involved to to figure that out. Yeah. So we're the next episodes or whatever, however long we'll, we'll kind of discuss that more. And yeah. And let us know what you think, but in the next month or so, be looking for more. Yeah. And for sure. Like the big stuff, like, you know, the 911 call, um, more of our theories, things like that. We, we'll get into in the other episodes. Um, but yeah, give us your input. Give yeah. us, you know, what your thoughts are on the case so far. Um, like I said, emails, podcast.case.close at Gmail. Yep. Instagram, um, podcast case closed. Yeah. Facebook case closed question mark. Um, so, um, definitely let us know what you think so far. Um, it's, it's a case that, It's going to take some turns for sure. And, you know, we're, we're waiting on, like we said, we're waiting on with the hope of more information to come our way from the police department. Yeah. Um, so when all that comes in, we'll give you guys an update and let you know what the plan is. So, um, sorry for all the rambling tonight, guys. We're tired. Yeah. I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah. We're, we're, we're we're recording a little later than usual. So we're just kind of out there, but we're. We, we promise you we have a lot of excitement for yeah. this case because it's it's one that I think we'll be able to really get a good 
deep dive into. And yeah. I think a lot of people, it's a case that even though it has coverage, hasn't had a lot. It's the same coverage over and over again. So, so let's, um, let's come back. So we're hoping angle, to give a yeah, we're hoping to give a fresh look on it. So uh, stay tuned. Be on the lookout for more episodes. Um, we're hoping to do some episodes with some guests yes. and things like that. And um, in the future, the Taco Bell Killer Strangler. Taco the Bell Taco Bell Str- Strangler. Yeah. I always want to call him Taco Bell Killer, but you know, it's not a funny. Doc Ace is rough. Yes, I rough, promise rough, you. Even though it sounds hilarious, it's not. It's um, it's just the fact that I had never heard of it in my home state, in my right, in my city, that I didn't and. Yeah, didn't yeah, know it happened. Yeah, and uh, also we're hoping at some point to get some ghost stories yes. as well. We're gonna do a little branch off for a couple episodes, maybe to lighten the mood for a little bit to yeah. get everybody a chance to kind of re readjust and you yeah. know, and then come back to the all the other gruesome stuff. Yeah, I don't have a mob story that yes. gets close, <laughs> very close, very, to home. very close to home. And I think I'm it's a story a lot of people. About it. Who are either true crime or sports people will understand how interesting it is. So that's just a little snippet of what what these episodes coming up are. Um, So stay tuned. And uh, like we said, contact us. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Send us your favorite cases. Yeah. Send us favorite cases. And, you know, hopefully if we can, we'll cover them. Oh, we'll cover them. I want to do this for a while. Oh, yeah. Like I said, this is kind of our date night. Yeah. So... uh, (laughs) Uh, once again, thank you guys for all the support so far. Keep on listening. Keep on, just keep on being awesome. And we will talk to you guys soon. Be safe. Have a great week. And bye. Bye. his cover photo on Facebook to Dear Lord, forgive me for all my sins and sins I may commit. I may... <laughs> all information presented in this podcast will be cited in the show notes. Music for Case Close composed by Catastrophic Jones. Editing by Olivia McDonald. Case Close is produced by Sean and Olivia McDonald.